going on everybody welcome into the fortress of comic Tude podcast my name is tyler and i'm mary i'm kylie and uh we're doing a podcast this week to talk about retcons because if you're a fan of comic books then you have definitely at least encountered a few of these i would imagine wait okay. are we not going to announce kylie's going to join us yeah, more well, often that, that was my i was just introducing oh you. okay <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah before we get into it kylie is officially joining the team here on a, on a hopefully weekly basis to be a part of the crew. and Except for uh, those times you talk about, you know, Dragon Ball and yeah. Power Rangers. No, have... you still have to be there for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's more, even more fun because then you have the outsider be like, what is this? There you go, yeah. <laughs> Just tear it apart. <laughs> um, but uh, if I can be sincere for a second, Kylie, thanks for wanting to come do this with us. And, yeah, have fun. Um, I know definitely from some of the feedback is that we've gotten on Twitter and stuff, uh, the listeners out there, they like when you join us. and oh, so. Uh, the Doomsday it. Clock episodes are probably our most Which recorded. Was our most to be this week, yeah. <laughs> and now is two weeks from now. How That's rude, bitches! Uh, the Doomsday Clock episodes, I think, are our most consistently high downloaded episodes. Yeah, and those nice. were the first ones that I think people knew for sure that you were going to be on, and I think that kind of speaks for itself. So well, right people on. enjoy you being here. So we're glad to have you here. Well, I'm as, glad to be here. As Mary touches Thank me. Thank you. Get <laughs> a hair in your hair. That was my that's, hair. Oh. That's a, oh okay. <laughs> so, Mary. Yeah. What is a retcon? Uh, where they take something and change it? Kind of. Yeah, a, they change an origin of somebody. I looked they this change up. something. So, the actual definition of a retcon is a piece of new information that imposes a different interpretation of... Uh, previously described events typically used to facilitate or dramatize plot shifts or account for an inconsistency. Yeah, exactly what I said. Yeah. She, she said it, more or less. Yeah. Mine sounds smarter, though. <laughs> Mine has big words in well, it. Well, I'm sorry, dictionary.com. Webster's Dictionary describes a wedding. <laughs> well, technically. <laughs> a wedding? That's what you always hear on the sitcoms. When they're always doing the, when they're always reading the things, that's how, that's what they always start with. Webster's defines marriage <laughs> as an institution. <laughs> uh, okay, so get your right. dirty flash comics out of here. Yeah. It is also Ice Cream Man and the Freeze. So I just, right. I just read them. I'm finally caught up, except for the Freeze. I, I finally caught up with two. <laughs> the Freeze is really good. Um, so retcons. Why, Mary, why do you think they happen? Are they good? Are they bad? I, why do they happen? Yeah. Because maybe people didn't like them at first, or they just decided, hey, you know what? We're just going to do this now just because. Uh, and do they work? I guess it just de- it depends. Kind Sometimes of. they don't I, work. I think they're good ones and there's bad ones. And I think it... I think they happen because of fan backlash at some points. I think it happens when they put someone on a book that they're like, hey, you do what you want to do with this book. And then Mm -hmm. they can, you know, come in and, hey, you know what happened this last story arc when this person was writing it? I'm not doing that. We're changing this. I like, I think the best ones come from a place of like, 
when you can tell it's like this is something that somebody always wanted to do like i think jeff johns is one of those guys it's like this is something that always bugged me about green lantern as a kid or whatever like if i ever got the chance i was gonna make this work or fix it like yeah. their weakness was just the color yellow yeah that some... whole that whole thing yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll definitely get into all of that it i feel really bad because i noticed as i was putting some of these notes together a lot of like the bad ones are spider-man ones and i don't know why that is but I feel like, like Spider-Man and X-Men have like a bad track record of like horrible retcons. Yeah. There's there there's an yeah, yeah, we'll get into all this yeah. fun stuff. What do you mean Gwen Stacy had twins with Norman Osborn? See now that I <laughs> one way, yeah, That one I people were so upset about, but I had no problem with. Because really? I, I could I go, yeah, this 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 young girl, see this rich, handsome man can whisk her off to paris like yeah i can see this happening in real life yeah okay i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, sorry if that if that ruined gwen stacy for people but no i'm like i i read that story i'm like no i can see this happening in real life I think that I was part of the reason people was. didn't like it is they looked at gwen <laughs> stacy as like this pure innocent like she was the victim in nah, that whole nah. thing she liked it <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> she liked old normie <laughs> um so do you think they're used too much though? Is there a limit? Is there is there a point where it's like this is getting a little too crazy? Especially with DC, it seems like they use them to the point where every five to ten years they have to restart everything because like okay now we've changed things so much nobody even knows what's canon yeah. anymore. DC gets a little. I mean they they all get a little crazy with it. Uh, oh, like Mary said, it, I think it all depends on what what it's what it boils down to basically. So there's not a limit just as long as they're good. Yeah. Yeah. But in and again, it's all a matter of opinion. Like the mm-hmm. you like you just brought up the Norman Osborne Gwen Stacy thing. I had no problem with that. There's also another Spider Man one called Trouble, which I thought was kind of awesome, but <laughs> man, they when they put that out, they were like, This is gonna be canon. This you you need you comic shops need to order this because it's gonna be a big thing in the Spider Man canon. Mm-hmm. And immediately the fans were like, no. And they didn't do anything with it after that. They were just like, they kind of swept I love the when, rug. I love when comics try to do something when like the fan base just collectively rejects it. Yeah. Like, like, nope. <laughs> and it's like, within a couple months, they just completely ignore it. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> reject, my, reject my story then. I want to write for your book anyways. And that was a Mark Miller story. <sighs> That's, uh, I don't know if you, if you read it all. It's called Trouble. It's oh, it's about Aunt May and Mary and Ben and they they I think they're oh, fresh out of high school. I didn't put this one on my list. I forgot it. This oh, is the one yeah. where okay, actually I didn't put that one on the list. We can just start with that one. So okay. Aunt May is actually Peter's mom, yeah. right? So it's it's May and Mary, their best friends, and then Ben and Richard, this. who are brothers, and they mm-hmm. all meet up in the Hamptons. They go there to work for you know the summer out of school and whatnot, and they all meet up. And May hooks up with Ben, and they bang, and then <laughs> they bang. And then they Mary bang. Mary won't sleep with Richard because at one point in her life she had her palm read, and the palm reading they they pretty much said if you have sex while you're a teenager, you will be a mother before you're twenty. So oh. she she won't have sex because mm-hmm. of this. So. The only the only one hundred percent prevention <laughs> yeah. is abstinence, guys. So, so Richard is kind of frustrated with this. He goes and hits on May, and even though May's with Ben, <gasps> they end up having a thing. Mary's oh. never heard this because May's a May's, this is a, thing. May's a bit of a whore. <laughs> so, a they, so they whore. have a thing, 
Um, and she she confides in her friend Mary that you know she had an affair. She didn't say who with because of course that's who her mm-hmm. best friend is with. So May ends up getting pregnant. So she tells Ben, you know, I'm I'm pregnant. Find out eh, Ben's sterile, so it's not his. Uh, so it has to be Richards. So she has to. You know, Mary's already shaking all this her head. head. <laughs> wow. So she has to explain this. Has to come clean to her friend, but she gets really depressed and she's contemplating suicide or and getting an abortion. So Mary decides, I'm going to take the kid. Well, we're going to have this kid. We're going to tell people it's my kid. You don't have to we'll adopt it. Deal with this. And so by the end of the story, you, you find out that oh, Aunt May is actually Peter's mom. And that was the whole sordid story. No, yeah, exactly. I don't that, like this, that. <laughs> this this I is it was on, fun. It was. It's on a lot of people's like worst Spider-Man oh, stories yeah. of all time yeah. list. There's a. There, I'm trying to think. I I think it's a cover, a pretty famous cover, where they kind of homage the uh, face it tiger, you hit the jackpot thing, but they have Aunt May, mm. um, like a young Aunt May. And they did like, too. Like oh no, <laughs> they, it was it was probably one of the last things epic did for epic comics mm-hmm. the kind of adult line they had uh but they did two different covers it was written by mark miller and terry dotson did the art so i mean it, okay. you had a great team right there but they had the dotson covers which are always awesome and then you had these cheesy photo covers with mm. these you know girls in their sunglasses and bikinis that were really overly cheesy like and polaroid pictures that what it's not really a polaroid picture oh. just a photo cover okay um and those are that's they're mostly they're the I think those were the cover A, basically. The, oh, okay. the Dotson ones, which were the, were the better ones, were the variants, I think. Okay. But uh, basically what the guy uh, that was running Epic at the time before it kind of shuttered its doors was he wanted to bring back the romance comics, and this was going to be the start of that. But they wanted to bring it into the Marvel Universe really big oh. with the whole Spider-Man origin, and it, it and failed pretty hard. Yeah. No, I don't like that. Uh. No, you don't care for that. <laughs> no, that's a thumbs down. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like the whole thing that May is actually his mom. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like that taints the Uncle Ben relationship a little bit, though, because then I feel like Uncle Ben's like that little fuck. Like, like, like that's not his nephew to him at that point anymore. He would think like that's the the that's the product of cheating. Yeah, of her cheating on me. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like he has as much of a fondness for Peter at that point. I feel point. like that also yeah. ruins Aunt May because like Aunt May is. Oh, not, she like, got ruined. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> she, uh, she was wrecked. wrecked. <laughs> Moving on. Moving uh, on from that. <laughs> okay, so we got a list of retcons here. Some of the best ones, some of the worst ones. Obviously, we couldn't put all of them on here. So, you know, if if there's enough uh, response from you guys out there, and maybe we'll do a part two to this someday, but I think we're going to cover at least quite a few of them here. So the first one I have is one of the last stories that Bob Kane and Bill Finger ever did on Batman was in Batman issue number 47. I have this on my list. All right. And this is the, this is the issue where they introduce Joe Chill. So up to this point in, you know, um, it's not in detective 27. It's like detective 31 or 32. I think is where they finally give Batman's origin story yeah. where, you know, the whole thing you've seen before his parents were killed, but it was always like a faceless, uh, killer. We would never been told who, you know, until Batman 47 when Bob Kane and Bill Finger decide to give this guy a name. They named him Joe Chill. Um, it, it's kind of a really weird... I mean, it's a Silver Age book. It's, I mean, Golden Age book almost. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird story because Batman finds out Joe Chill killed his parents. 
He goes and confronts Joe Chill, beats him up, takes his mask off, and like basically tells him, like, I want you to know what you created. And then lets the guy go. The guy goes back to his other criminal buddies and tells him, I know who Batman is. It's my fault, whatever. And instead of listening to him to find out who Batman is, the guys get upset at Joe Chill saying, it's your fault. You created Batman. And they kill him. Interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Like, wouldn't you at least wait to find out who it is? <laughs> he's like, I know who Batman is. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Bang, bang, bang. Criminals aren't the smartest bunch. Yeah, yeah. they're not I the mean, smartest. It was the, it was the 40s, I guess. You do what you can. But <laughs> So... DC writers later decided they didn't like this and they undid this in the zero hour event in the nineties. Yeah. They turned it back into a faceless. Yeah. They, they yeah. Don't know who it was unsolved. So, Mary, which one do you think you would prefer? Do you like the idea of this guy, Joe chill killed the Waynes or it's like the one mystery that the greatest detective never gets to solve. Yeah. Just having it be faceless and he never solves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I like better. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I, I guess that's what the DC people thought too. That's why, like, man, it's better. It took them a while to to wreck on it. I mean, zero hour. That's a, that's a oh, ways yeah. down the line, like ninety four yeah. or some shit like that. Do you think? Yeah, because do you think that kind of like undoes Batman a little bit? Like, almost like if he finds out if he like gets justice for his parents, he just kind of hangs it up. I mean, I don't know about hangs it up. But I like, don't think it 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 definitely takes something away from him. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't drive him as much. Yeah, he doesn't have that drive. I mean, you know, it's still there, of course. His parents are dead. He watched him get killed, but But he doesn't have the drive. Th- for there's a sense the of justice. he got justice for, for that particular thing. Yeah. That thing that created him. So All I know is that Jack Napier did it. <laughs> kill the wings. <laughs> That's all I know. Oh. Um so the next one I have is like Mary mentioned earlier in the Silver Age, the Green Lantern's power was weak against the color yellow for no specific reason just against the color yellow they weren't allowed to do anything and then um in the 90s during the reign of the superman story arc mongol and cyborg superman destroy coast city which is the city that hal jordan is from he kind of snaps and decides he's going to rebuild coast city and kind of goes cuckoo for a minute the guardians come to intervene he basically kills the guardians and most of the green lantern core and takes on a name parallax and he becomes the villain of the zero hour crossover he gets the cool gray hair yeah. and he gets like that crazy costume yeah. the big ass <laughs> shoulder pads because it was the 90s um and yeah he calls himself parallax and he eventually dies and then when jeff johns decided to revamp the Green Lantern core and bring the core back with Green Lantern Rebirth, he retconned that, you know, because the Green Lantern power rings work off of will, the enemy of will is fear. So the color yellow is re- represents fear. So that's why the rings were never, I guess, able to work against strong yellow entities. And Parallax was the entity of fear that was like stored away inside the central power battery that infected Hal Jordan's ring. Basically, what what he needed to do was he... <laughs> nobody likes Hal Jordan on the planet Earth more than Jeff Johns, and he's like, I need to make Jeff... I need to make Hal Jordan a likable guy. Yeah. So it wasn't his fault, basically. Yeah, he was pretty much possessed. He was yeah. taken over by this creature. And people bought it, so... Yeah, no, it was... That was a good one. That's yeah. A, that's great. It was done probably as well as you could do a retcon, because... He didn't really change anything. It just explains stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? And I've heard Jeff Johns talking in interviews before. Cause, I mean, he, he was pretty... He went along with the New 52, but he was pretty outspoken about he didn't like the idea of it from the beginning. 
And he said, I, my worst thing in comics is I hate being told that, oh, that thing you've been reading for 10 years, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. He goes, for me, if you're a writer, if you're a good writer, make it work. Find mm-hmm. a way to make <laughs> it work. So a good retcon is done organically. It's not necessarily changing something else. It's just explaining it in a new way that, okay, now that makes sense why this happened. So like that, that feels like a natural retcon to me. It's like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. I buy that. And without that retcon, we don't get any of the Sinestro Core War oh, and yeah. Blackest Night and War of the Green Lanterns and Brightest Day and all that shit. So, I mean, that was kind of the Green Lantern Rebirth was the, the tee off for that whole 70 issue run that he did on that um, character. So. I'm staring at the, the Omnibi the, as, you, as you speak. Is it Omnibi? <laughs> is that plural? I don't know. That's what I've always said. I've always said omnibuses, but now omnibuses, Omnibi sounds omnibuses better. sounds weird, but it's the American language. I could be right. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Okay. They had done different origins for Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Um, always the same thing about him losing his sight. Always the same thing about him losing his dad and everything. But there was a lot of gaps in between him losing his dad and then being Daredevil or where he kind of honed his skills from. In the 80s, when Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. did The Man Without Fear miniseries, Frank Miller introduces the character of Stick, who yeah. is the older blind guy that's awesome in the netflix version that teaches him how to fight and kind of in brings the ninja aspect into daredevil this is a retcon i really like too because it's just it's not changing anything it's just adding something that wasn't there it's filling in the exactly. gap and yep. you introduce this other mentor character for him because stick's an asshole but like it's like what matt needed at that time and even as he gets an adult he's still kind of an asshole. but uh so I like that retcon a lot. What do you? Um, I liked it. Like like you said, it was it was more of a filling in the the blank kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I do like. I mean, you wouldn't have Electra and all that other oh, like yeah. the, the hand and all that fun ninja aspect of for it. sure. And Stick's uh, a fun character too. Yeah. So especially yeah, the, the, they did him so well on that on that Netflix. Especially God. that that first season, of Daredevil was just so good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good. Oh, okay. Um, also, here's another uh, Frank Miller one. Um, so is this the Alfred thing? Yeah. Okay. So uh, in the Golden Age, we Alfred didn't. Alfred is Batman's dad. No, no. Oh, God. <laughs> that would have been awesome. In Mark Millar's was, version of Batman, he was banging Martha. <laughs> Too, I'm surprised no one's done that. Yet. There, Perfect. there they was. Give it like they There no. was. I'm trying to remember if this was like in Elseworlds or something. There was a version where. Alfred and Martha were having an affair and Alfred was the one that tipped that like paid a hitman to have uh, Thomas murdered but he ended up killing them both because he got scared or whatever that they were supposed to kill Thomas no. and like run away Martha together. For himself. I don't like that. But it was like an Elseworlds thing so like, I, I don't yeah. mind it if it's in that but don't yeah. bring that shit into the main. <laughs> bring that shit into my house. So in Batman 16 is the first appearance of Alfred and in the Golden Age Bruce Wayne just hires him as an adult. Like he hires Alfred and he already has Robin by that point. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. they hire an assistant basically to help them because they're so busy being superheroes. They need someone to run the house. And then he eventually discovers that they are Batman and Robin at some point. But like Alfred's really dumb as shit in the golden age. He was yeah. like really like, okay, Mr. Wayne. Like he's like really <laughs> stupid. Um, Frank Miller was the one that kind of gave us the sassy ass kind of British I don't know what's the word like smart ass Alfred and he and he was the one that retconned that no Alfred was the butler of the Waynes yeah and he's been with Bruce his whole life and, and he did that practically in Dark Knight Returns it. yeah 
And then even though that story takes place out of continuity, they liked that version of Alfred so much that they just brought that into the to the main universe. Yeah. Um, that one I don't think is really debatable. The, the Alfred-Bruce Wayne relationship is one. It's like you got to have that. I just I can't imagine Bruce Wayne meeting Alfred as an adult and hiring yeah. him. And just hiring yeah. him. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Come clean my clothes. Like they've even gone... They went back a generation further now where it's like Alfred's dad or whatever was the butler for the Waynes before him. So it's like a passed down thing. And Alfred is so much of a father figure for Bruce. It's like if he's not there through, if he's not there for Bruce when the Waynes die to like kind of help him get through that as a boy, it's like that changes the character so much for me now because that's just the version I'm used to having. That's what I was hoping when they, not to go off on the subject here, but when they were hyping death of the family, mm-hmm. um, I was, when it, I was as I was reading it and I was getting closer to the end, I thought, oh my God. When they kidnap Alfred? They're going to kill Alfred. And mm-hmm. that's that's the death of the family because Alfred has been a part of all these people's lives. I'm like, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And no, they, they didn't do anything amazing with that story. Sadly. And Snyder kind of teased like too much too because it was like, oh, he, he took... You know, the Joker followed Batman back to the Batcave one time, and I'm pretty sure he knows who he is. And he took Alfred because he knows. And you find out, like, no, he just he kidnapped Alfred because he just wanted a butler. And Bruce Wayne's like the biggest billionaire. Yeah. And, the, and it's like, oh well, that could have been a lot cooler. Than yeah, it ended oh, up that whole being. story could have been a lot cooler. There's some cool stuff in it. There's some really cool stuff in it. But yeah, Death of the Family. Sick. But I mean, Capullo that needs, that needs so. to be retconned. Let's fix that. <laughs> is it the is it the Earth One books that um, Alfred was like? Alfred was like MI6, I think. Yeah. Alfred was the, that's the best version of yeah. Alfred ever, where he's like ex-military. He's like he's like he's missing like a leg the or something. Yeah. He has the fake leg. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and he like he, and he helps train. Yeah, Bruce, right. And he like doesn't put up with Bruce's shit at yeah. all. He's like, you're yeah. gonna get your ass kicked out there. I, I enjoy that. Alfred. You look like an idiot. He tells him when he puts the costume on for the first time. <laughs> like such like parallels to like. Uh, in the animated series like Mask of the Phantasm when Batman puts the costume on for the first time and Alfred's like scared when he sees him versus like Earth 1 yeah. he's like you look like an idiot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why'd you dress up like that okay Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch my god I th- our lists are exactly the same <laughs> because we probably googled the same shit we probably read the same damn CBR fucking is this, and is this IGN the one okay are you gonna talk about where they are a couple no, okay. no, we're not touching no, that shit. With no. I don't know what that that's is. More, is that an Elseworld kind of story? That's Jeff Loeb shit. That was yeah. in the Ultimate Universe where they were banging. We're not yeah, talking about that's, that. That's okay. a different universe there. Okay. We're not touching that with a this is football. This is who their parents are, basically. Yeah. Okay, Magneto. So, originally, originally their parents the were Miss America and the Wizard. Is that the what it wizard. is? The Wizard. I'm the Wizard. <laughs> I'm the Wiz. <laughs> Nobody beats him. <laughs> There's your Seinfeld reference for this episode. Um, the Wizard. Yeah. He well, can he, he can pee. He's, obviously, on people? he's obviously fast. He can pee great no. distances. <laughs> no, that's what I would think. That's what I would think. Um, so that what was the lady's name? Uh, Miss America. Miss America, yeah. like the pageant. Yeah, I think they were like World War <laughs> okay. Two. The back in mm-hmm. World War Two days. So they they didn't tell you who their parents were when they were introduced, and that was kind of like a hanging plot thread they kept for a while. When they finally revealed it to be Miss America and the Wizard. Wizard, not wizard. Um, <laughs> I'm the wiz. I'm the wiz. Um, <laughs> um, fans weren't they? It, they were underwhelmed by it. It was like that was the mystery. That was the payoff. So then, they're like, okay, we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll do it again. And then they introduce it to be um, this lady, Magda. Is that how you pronounce her name? Magda. Yeah. Magda and Magneto is their father, which is still like canon that. now, right? 
No, 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 not at all. They've they've changed this up so much. Oh, have they? And what was cool about that when they revealed it was over over in the Avengers, they tell the story of of Magda mm-hmm. and how this was their their mother. So over if you're reading Avengers, you're getting this the story of oh, this was our mother. And then at the same time, over in an X Men book, Magneto's telling like a past story about his wife who had died and. It was her. So if you're reading both and you're putting two to get two and two together, and you're, you're like, like oh, oh shit, yeah, that, that's that's their. That was like the best joke in uh, the Days of Future Past movie when he goes to Quicksilver's house and Wolverine's telling him about Magneto, or whatever. And he's like, oh, my mom knew a guy like that yeah. one time. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't understand is if Magneto is their father. He's How not they... now. They've they've ret retconned it, re retconned it. What I don't know what that I'm word sure. would be. retcon squared. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah, Magneto is not their father currently. Okay, well, when he was their father, what doesn't make sense to me is how they got their powers. I don't know because I would I would think that maybe it would follow like the line of he does like metal. I don't think it works exactly. That way. That's why I always thought when Go I ahead. was a kid reading X Men, I always thought Polaris was had to do something with Magneto, and she's she his daughter her, too, isn't she? I don't know. I think she is. is I think, she? I think okay. Polaris is Magneto's daughter He's, now. He gets around. He does he get gets around. <laughs> that Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> he is a sex man. <laughs> Not Michael Fassbender. Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, here's a big one. So Bucky Barnes. Uh, he originally died when the uh, you know Baron Zemo's rocket exploded, and that was the explosion that you know put Cap into a stasis for however many years it was if and before he was you know unfrozen and all that um he was believed to be dead and but you find out in, in the original version he was actually captured and brainwashed by soviets to become the winter soldier yeah. so which I, like in the movies they did hydra and all that but it was the, the soviets originally when brubaker decided to bring bucky back and the story goes that when Brubaker wanted to bring Bucky back, the Marvel people told him, like, you better have, like, a damn good story if you're going to, like, this isn't something we can just say, okay, bring Bucky yeah, back. Yeah, because it was always, like, Bucky and Uncle Ben were the two that they would always go, these are the characters that will always be dead. They, 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 they said there was a list of four. It was Gwen, Stacy, Jason Todd, Uncle Ben, and Bucky Barnes. And so, like, Todd. We'll like two of them have come back. You could argue Spider-Gwen, how popular she is in a way, is almost brought Gwen Stacy yeah, back. Yeah. So Uncle Ben's the only one that hasn't been touched yet. Which Jason Todd will get to him later, but I guess when Brubaker gave them the actual pitch for the Winter Soldier story, they're like, "Okay, that rocks!" Like that and it was and awesome, it, and that was the start of his run, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it like day one of the yeah. like? Good God! <laughs> it also gave us, in my opinion, the best the movie out of the best, MCU, the best yeah. Marvel movie still to this day. Which I never would have thought that, like that one of the Captain America movies is the best yeah. movie out of all of them. I remember leaving because the, the first cap. Like, I mean, God. I like it, but it's I'm not. For, it's kind of forgettable. Though. I'm not into war movies, so that the whole aspect of that mm-hmm. is like, eh. But it's Captain America, though. Like, you kind of have to. Well, exactly. But yeah, Winter Soldier. Goddamn, that was, was just so good. amazing. So freaking good. So, Mary, you like this? You like this retcon? Bring I do. I like back. the Winter Soldier, so I'm glad that they brought him back. Yeah, and it, and it also like there's certain characters, kind of like Gwen Stacy, that I argue kind of their importance because it's like they don't their most famous thing is them dying like that's their biggest con- you know what i mean yeah and like gwen stacy her big her biggest contribution to 
the Spider-Man mythos is her death. So it's like, is she really that important of a character? She big Norman. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they were trying to put that record. So like giving us the Winter Soldier gave Bucky like a new life basically and let him become a new character, which is great. And yeah. Winter Soldier is awesome. And then he got to become Cap for a while too, which is, which is awesome too. So, okay. Kylie, I'm going to need some help from you on this one because you, so Swamp Thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. In the original Len Wein, Bernie writes in Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing was a man named Alec Holland who was through a you know an accident became this Swamp Thing he, monster. He, he was he was a scientist uh, was working on an experiment out in the swamps because that's where you do this stuff. Um, something went wrong, things exploded. He got chemicals all over him, started on fire, ran Comic book out, stuff. and jumped in the swamp and became the Swamp Thing. That's right. Um, swamp and those dun, dun, dun. i mean that's that i mean swamp thing is kind of my comic book origin mm-hmm. story that that's one of the first comics i really kind of got into as a kid mm-hmm. and it was that it was the saga of the swamp thing the the stuff before um alan moore got yeah. on and it was it was kind of creepy they had backup phantom stranger stories which were kind of cool um but when alan moore jumped in he kind of retold the origin where, you know, Alec Holland actually died. Uh, this creature has been kind of made to think he's Alec Holland. Yeah. So he never was. So Alec he was Holland. never really Alec Holland. It was just the, the thought of, mm-hmm. of that put into his head. Alan Moore said he pitched it as the original Swamp Thing was a man that became a monster. Mine was a monster that believed he was a man. Hmm. He kind of flipped it. And that Alan Moore Swamp Thing is on so many people's list of like this is one of the first things that made me respect comics and like Neil really? Gaiman praised the shit out of it. It's good stuff and that first series lasted oh, 200 plus issues. And now you can't get a Swamp Thing series to oh, to last, can. you know, 20 issues to yeah. save your life. It's Now it's he's just really in Justice ridiculous. League Dark. Yeah. He's like a good supporting character, I guess now. So I'm really looking forward to the TV show. I hope they do a good job with it. I hope so. I mean, I, I like to think James Wan has got a couple ideas and what to do with that. So, do, so which one do you prefer? Do you prefer he's the guy that becomes the monster? Or do you prefer the Alan Moore? Um, uh, I, I like them both. I, I don't have a problem with any of them. It's it's more, it, it kind of boils back down to we're just getting more information at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is, it's, it's a retcon, of course, but... They're just adding more information. He came in and said, hey, this this isn't really what's going on. This is mm-hmm. what's happening. And it wasn't anything too... I mean, if you've read any of that stuff, it's nothing any more fantastical than any of the stuff that happens in that book. So I mm-hmm. didn't really have a problem with it. Okay. But I grew up on the old Wes Craven movie as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have a fondness for that character. I still think that Swamp Thing looks pretty cool. Like that old Wes Craven. Like yeah. The Swamp Thing looks badass. You could argue how well done the it's all put together. But like I think like the design was there. Yeah. Especially like with if they were to do it again now. That's why I'm just yeah, playing. I'm like I'm, for, I'm, for this one for the DC streaming service the Swamp Thing show they better give us like a practical effect makeup Swamp Thing. Don't put some shitty CGI Swamp Thing on TV. And I don't Return, know if they Return have the money the to do that yet. Was, was horrible. I don't know if you ever saw that. Which one? Return of the Swamp Thing. No. Which it was the same almost the same looking costume. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Swamp Thing could speak, and he had this really deep superhero. I'm the Swamp Thing, and it I was swamp. really da, da, da. horrible, really oh, bad. God. That's that is terrible. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, Mary, here's one you're real familiar with. Yeah. Um, so, in the Golden Age, yeah. DC was pumping out a ton of characters because superheroes were becoming immensely popular, and we got characters like, you know, Jay Garrick, Flash, and Alan Scott, uh-huh. Green Lantern, and everything. As those characters fell out of popularity, all that we were left with was the Trinity. Uh-huh. But when Silver Age came around and Julie Schwartz was editor, they decided they were going to bring a bunch of these characters back, but they were going to try to do them in a new way. So... We got Barry Allen Flash, and we had him use Jay Garrick's comic book as an inspiration for yeah. his until we got to the Flash, was it 123? Yep. The Flash of Two Worlds, where we find out that um, the Golden Age heroes still exist in this parallel universe that Alan Scott, Green Lantern, and Jay Garrick Flash. And they and cross over and they the, save the same guy. <laughs> and the, yeah. And the Earth and 2 it. version of Superman. And, and through that, we... I mean, that was the birth of the DC multiverse and stuff. But it was like all of these characters still exist. It wasn't just like their book got not published anymore. Yeah. Nobody cared. It's like, <laughs> no, those guys still had a place to go. Because it's like, we're just not going to reference that those guys existed at one point. You know what I mean? Because it's like Superman is still here. But yet Barry Allen is reading a Jay Garrick Flash comic book. So it's like, wait a minute. Hold on. It's like, no, all that stuff happened here. In a different universe. All those like buy war bonds, kids. All those guys <laughs> are all in this other universe, which became Earth Two. Yes. And so through that, we were able to get like Helena Wayne and all kinds of other cool oh, characters that could, and Power Girl and all kinds of cool shit. So, Mary, do you like Flash of Two Worlds retcon? Of course I do. Yes, it opens up. <laughs> it opens up so much more stuff that they could do at the time. And where they kind of like box themselves in yeah. for a long time, and now it's like, oh, parallel universes, and it just leads to a bigger retcon down yeah. down the line. Yeah, yeah. Until Marv Wolfman said, "No more multiverse," and, and then, then another one, and, and then, then Jeff Johns was one. like, yeah. "Superboy punched shit," and said, "Multiverse again," <laughs> but this time only fifty two instead of Earth X Y Z yeah. and shit. It got a little too crazy. <laughs> Crisis had to happen. Okay, let's see. Where am I at? I'm okay. Uh, all right, this this one's not really that crazy, but I do find it kind of interesting. So, um, it, originally, Cap and Bucky made it through the war because they once the war ended, they kept publishing Captain America comic books, but they couldn't go fight Hitler anymore yeah, because no one, the war no one was really over. Kind of cared, yeah, and that's ultimately why the books got canceled. But they did like there were stories where they came home from the war and they. Like Bucky like, got I think a cap was a teacher. Yeah, and Bucky like got it, and they like re- straight up replaced Bucky with like Golden Girl or some other mm. fucking other sidekick that he had for a little while. But then when they did the retcon of the explosion and everything, Cap and Bucky never made it out of the war. That yeah. they both were considered, you know, dead casualties of World War Two. Um, I like this retcon a lot. Oh yeah, um, it's it's better that they it's better that they you know quote unquote went down in service versus like coming home because obviously if you do that then you can't do any of the other stuff later. But still, just the idea of like Captain America coming home from the war as a teacher, I was like, no, I don't care yeah. for that. So boring. I mean, yeah. like, not to you know, I'm what were they supposed to do? Because, like, the war ended, so it's yeah, like, well, true. I mean, these books are still selling. Keep publishing them until they stop selling, and they did. Cause, like, did they do anything else? Like, did they, like, fight bank robbers? Probably, yeah, but it's like... Probably but he was stuff. such a symbol of the of the war, though. True. Like, Captain America was straight-up propaganda. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, once he wasn't punching Mussolini and Hitler anymore, nobody really gave a shit. True. So, that one's... I, I just thought was kind of interesting. So, Jason Todd... 
the Red Hood. This yeah. is the one we'll probably argue oh. with there. So the, there, there's two. Like there's it. two of. No. There's two of these we have to talk about. One's real You're short. Wrong. The first one is, um, Marvel of Men wanted to uh, put Dick Grayson past the Robin role and let him become Nightwing. DC was okay with this at first, but then they were like, "Well, we still want to have a Robin." to pal around with Batman in the Batman book. So what they did was they basically created a carbon copy of Dick Grayson and called him Jason Todd, but their origins were almost exactly the same. And people hated it because it was like fans, even back then weren't stupid. You know, there's like, this is the same guy. Like you're basically double dipping. You're like, Oh, here's yeah. Nightwing and here's the new Robin, but it's the same character. So after crisis on infinite earths, when they had to redo some of the origins that is where we got the retcon of jason todd was stealing the tires off the batmobile and that's how he become which is it. which is a much better story yeah it's so jason todd like how you think of the character now it's like yep that's exactly what he like he do. was it's like kind of like stupid ridiculous how like they try to pass that off like they literally had jason todd like oh his parents were killed and batman took him in and everything it's like this is the same damn thing yeah. you can't do this twice <laughs> you motherfucker and then obviously the big one is and you know death in the family he was murdered by the joker or so we thought depending on which version of you i i prefer actually this is one of the few ones that i actually prefer the new 52 version where he was dead and then he was thrown in the lazarus, lazarus pit, pit and yeah. brought back to life versus yeah, like the original that. one where he was dead and when superboy prime punched reality he was he resurrected yeah. after infinite crisis and then teased in Hush. And it's like, oh, no, it was really Clayface. But was it, though? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, and then he became Red Hood and has not gone away. <laughs> Why does he need to go away? Because I love he, him. Because he was so good for that one story. Like, that story is good. Under the Red Hood is a good story. But it's like, after that, he should have gone away. Yeah. No. No, I don't think that. He's he's one of those guys like like Bucky. Like, he, he should have stayed dead. Mm -hmm. They could have done something cool. Like they did with Bucky, I don't think they pulled it off. In, in my opinion, they didn't pull it off with Red Hood. Not quite, especially as well. when they, they were really close together too, weren't they? They, they were it, like within the same year or two of each other. Yeah, it was. It's it's around like that it, same yeah. time. So I was like, somebody was sharing notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not a con somewhere, especially ha when they they did the uh, the nine hundred number where you could call and vote to see whether they were going to kill Robin off. Oh yeah, back in the eighties. Um, yeah. I feel if they're going to bring the character back, they need to give people their money back who voted. The, the, <laughs> Did you have to, to pay to off. vote? Oh yeah, uh, you had to pay to vote. Yeah. I thought it was just a call. It was number. not an eight hundred number. It was it was a it was a toll oh. number you had to call. Huh. Oh, that's kind of butch. I, I thought, didn't know that. I've never heard that before. I thought it was just a. Call. That's why I was never able to vote because I was still too young and my parents would not let me dial the nine hundred number. So then <laughs> we're not giving you any money to auto vote dialer. on if Robin lives or dies. <laughs> so whoever had that auto dialer had money to spend. Yeah. The one guy that claims he single-handedly killed Jason Todd. Yeah. Because it was only like within like 50 votes or something like that. That's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, I, I think the Under the Red Hood storyline is really well done. I think that story is solid. And I, I'm glad that that exists. But Red Hood to me has become similar to Venom. I'm not a big Venom fan. Mm -hmm. I think like Venom is really good for the story he was created for. And then nobody's known what to do with him really since. And the Red Hood seems to be that same way. It's like they had a really good idea of how to bring him back and what to do with him right there. But then it's like, okay, but, but now what? But now, yeah, exactly. Now he's just now here. And it's like, can we re-kill him? Because then that kind of like, <laughs> if you just get rid of him again, then it kind of like defeats like, well, the, the white all that yeah, trouble. Yep. 
But it's like now you've had him using guns and stuff, so you can't really like make him Robin again. Or like you have Damien now, you can't do that. You can't kill Damien. You can't really like make him a good guy now because he's like he goes against Batman's like one rule thing. Like he uses guns and he kills people. So, but yeah, they still have him wear a bat symbol and it's a whole fucked up thing. Like Red Hood just needs to go away. I agree. I thought that was one we would disagree on. But no, and okay. Scott Lobdell. Although Mary loves Red Hood. Scott Lobdell is very I love adamant. Jason Todd. I love him as Red Hood. I love I... that story. I do love Under the Red Hood. But Mary likes him more than me, I think. I do. I like him. I don't I don't know why. I just like his in-your-face attitude. And he, <laughs> he, does, he goes against what Batman taught him. He's always that. He's the black sheep of the family. Like, he does that. And I don't think that... I think they just kind of allow him to wear the Batman symbol. I don't think they, if if they could choose, he wouldn't wear the Batman. Well, that was symbol. I the, don't know. That was in Batman Incorporated, where he's like, "I'm going to use rubber bullets from now on, and I'm going to wear the bat symbol and be a good guy." And it's like, okay, now you're like going the other direction. You're not becoming cooler though. Like, yeah, what they the, what they should have done, they should have made Red Hood like Marvel or DC's Punisher. That's the route they should have went, and just give him the solo book and like cool. have him be the Earth. one man war on crime with the guns. But they they went the other way. It's like he's cool because he uses but guns. How quick does Batman kick his ass and that's true? Be done with it, you know. Nobody kicks the Punisher's ass. There's no Batman in the Marvel that's universe. True. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Oh yeah, Red Hood is just like Scott Lobdell is like determined to make sure you know that Red Hood is not going anywhere. He's got a grasp on that character. <laughs> it's like I will never stop writing this guy, even though no one gives a shit. <sighs> okay. Do you one, have a? Well, I'm gonna throw okay. one out. Do you have okay. the Turtles retcon at all? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. Do you know anything about that? No, I, I had all big two stuff. Oh, okay. Let's, oh no, I was going for just okay. every little all thing right. I could. So everyone knows the. The turtles. They were little turtles in the sewer, and the ooze got on them, and they yeah, mutated, yeah. and they learned their ninja stuff from Splinter, whose master was a, a master of whatever the hell, and so he mimicked him, and he taught the turtles. That's the original story. When IDW, I want to say like 2011, when they the current version decided to so reboot it, good. The they did away with the origin. They still got mutated. But the turtles and Splinter are actually reincarnated of of a, a family, so they already oh, knew. I'm kind of mad that I didn't incorporate the, that I didn't the put this ninja in. skills and stuff. But the the, mute, the mutagen just made them bigger, mm. and they could actually do something with it. But um, they were all Splinter was the father, and the mm. turtles were the sons. And, and so were, and so is Shredder as well. So they yeah, yeah they're all so, Shredder is the reincarnation of the enemy yep. of Splinter, Splinter is a guy named uh, Matoyoshi who was a. Uh, they were both him and Orokusaki, who is Shredder, were both like competing for the leader of the Foot Clan like centuries ago. Mm. And Orokusaki was jealous of Splinter, the guy that would become Splinter, and basically had him and his four sons murdered that were all reincarnated as the Turtles and Splinter. I love that. When I read that IDW stuff the first time, I was like, this works. Oh, that's yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I didn't have that's a problem really with good. it. I don't know why it works, but it does. Especially because it gives the Splinter and Shredder thing so much well, more depth. Especially when they went back and told you, they went back and told you the story yeah. and showed you that story. And that they was... don't show their hand all at once either, too. When you read that Turtle series, like you get pieces of it throughout oh, yeah. it. Like They took their time to give it to you, which is really good. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't right there in the first few issues of the, the yeah. order. You, you're, you're thinking you're getting just a kind of a retelling a of the one. Turtles I'm thing. Glad you, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. That is a really good one, though, and I love that series. That's a good series. It is. It's awesome. That's, that's my favorite version of the Turtles through any... 
animated series, movie, whatever. The the IDW Turtles series is is awesome because yeah. it takes pieces of everything. Like there's even stuff from like the Bay movies that they kind of use in there. Um, there's stuff from like you know the original Turtles. There's stuff from like like they they take all kinds of shit. It's, oh, like, yeah. it's like the best, it's like of the all best the parts. of everything. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's like one week they're doing like Rocksteady and fucking. Bebop in the next week, it's like, oh, Triceratons and all this stuff. It's like, oh, man, they're just taking everything. Yeah. Like, they make sci-fi turtles work. I hated sci-fi turtles when I was a kid. I'm like, they're going to space? This is stupid. <laughs> but, like, it works when they do it in this version. Oh, no, you got, like, yeah. Fugitoid and shit in there. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, Spider-Man One More Day. We have to yeah, mention this. That's at the top of my list. We have to mention this one because this is the one that everybody... It's the worst one. It's the retcon. It, it probably is the worst retcon in history. This is I, where they're not married anymore? Yeah, they so, took 20 years of crap and so down the toilet. In, in the original Civil War, Spider-Man is on the team of Tony Stark in the beginning that's pro-registration. He thinks that the superhero should be made public and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So he unmasks himself to the world and says, my name is Peter Parker, blah, blah, blah. There's a great panel of J. Jonah Jameson like oh, fainting. So, it is so and, there, and from that moment when I read that, and this, there, there's been some Spider-Man stuff that I get so excited for because I'm like, oh my God, because I've been reading it since I was a kid. So something this big, mm-hmm. the effects... The ripple effect of him unmasking himself was just there was so many stories to tell at this point. And they didn't like, play with it. Long Jameson enough. was suing him for all the crap, you know, mm-hmm. faking everything, and just it, there was just so many things that they could tell with this story. So I was very excited with this, and then they just pissed it all away. So now, even after Civil War, Peter Parker's identity is public, mm-hmm. and uh, Wilson Fisk puts a hit out on Aunt May, and. Um. Was it Aunt May or was it, I thought it was him? Or no, yeah, but he, yeah, he, yeah but Aunt he, May got he the, puts got a the hit shot. out on Peter Parker, but the sniper guy shoots Aunt May. She doesn't die, but she's like in really critical condition, mm-hmm. and um, she's been many, many times before. Yeah, and the bitch is like already ninety <laughs> at this point too. That's what makes this whole fucking thing. Yeah, so it's, it's frustrating. The 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 meta conversation here is that Joe Casada was editor in chief at time at this time in Marvel, and he really hated the the Spider Man marriage. And he really wants, because for some reason, there's a lot of guys at Marvel that have this obsession with Spider-Man needs to always be young. And I hate that. I don't yeah. know why. They're always de-aging him. Like, we need to get Spider-Man back to his his roots. He needs to be a young man that's not tied down, whatever. So this was their solution to this by having Aunt May be shot. And Mephisto, who is like the devil in the Marvel Universe, comes to make a deal with Peter Parker and says, basically, if you give up your marriage to Mary Jane, I will save Aunt May's life. So he trades his marriage well, for a ninety-year-old woman that's gonna die anyway, yeah. <laughs> and it, so it completely undoes their history. They were never married. It erases all of their because they were married for quite a while by that mm-hmm. point. And Peter Parker was probably in his thirties by this point. They like de-aged him, made him a young man yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the end of Straczynski's run too. Uh, which he was still sucks. unmasked in Civil War, but people can't seem to remember. Who was yeah it was like, the weird little things like that, that yeah like that, that that was it was like well, well i'll save Aunt may and i'll give you your your identity will be secret again we'll mm-hmm. undo all that but you have to give up your marriage to mary jane and he agrees yeah no it was horrible and they sit That's they dumb. sit they, they sit really down and have like this that. they sit down to have this conversation because you know he's it's so it's peter and mary sitting down talking about this and of course the 
Oh, we need to save her. No, you don't. She's had her time. Yeah. She's had her time. Let she's her go. Old. Yeah. She's, she's old. old. She's like, so she's old. really. <laughs> Look at her. She's old. That did a, they even talk to Gilmore her at all about it? Aunt May? Yeah. Did they I think talk Aunt to May her? Aunt May was in a coma. No, yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's like she's barely. She's in critical yeah. condition. She's oh. like hanging on by a thread. Oh, okay. Aunt May, you'd know damn well she would have said, let me go. Yeah. You, yeah. You she, kids yeah. be happy. You don't give away your marriage and a life. Like was she shot unjust? Yeah, she was shot unjust. But I mean, yeah. still, she's ninety years old. It's and... because he feels like it was his fault. Well, yeah, it was your fault. <sighs> Sorry to say it. You're the one that decided to join that side and unmask yourself, is, and you became a superhero you, of your own volition. You so. think of if you'd sit down and have that conversation. Say you two sat down to have this conversation. It wouldn't be a quick conversation. No. No. Yes, we need to do this. Let's do it. Let's tell him yes. No, that you'd you'd be fighting for your marriage. It's one of you would, I would think, if not both of you. Mm-hmm. And the I fact that that caps off JMS's run. It was a sad ending for that. Was, and Joe Casada drew it, and the artwork is actually really, really good for one more day. Like he he drew his ass off, but it's just it's terrible though. It's really bad. Yeah, moment of silence for one more day. <laughs> that was one of the first comics that I felt like physically hurt me. You know what I mean? Like, I was still new to comics f- at that point. And like, you don't really know what's good and what's bad still. You're kind of just like, you're just digging it so much. Like, oh, this, that was the first one. You're like, that kind of sucks. Well, like, and how long had Straczynski been writing Spider-Man at that point? God, uh, that was in 08. And where where do you think he would have gone? Because that was, I mean, he he left at that point. He's like, yeah. nope, I'm done. He I'm basically left halfway through that story. Yeah. And like, he gets the writing credit. But I think that somebody else kind of stepped in and finished that. Because it sounds like he didn't care for that at all. Yeah, he's like, this is what you're doing. I'm quitting. Which Straczynski did some other shit too that uh, we're gonna talk about on this list, but um, so there's that, and the next one is the Gwen Stacy slept with Norman Osborn oh. and had <laughs> twins. So Mary, this happened. Yeah. So Norman Osborn uh-huh. didn't kill Gwen Stacy just to fuck with Spider Man. He killed Gwen Stacy and threw her off the bridge that day because they had a secret relationship. Okay. And she had had his babies, and she was keeping his babies from him. So she, so he killed her. It had nothing to do with Spider Man at all. That's dumb. It is really dumb. How old was she? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> they were in high school. Don't she, worry about yeah. it. She was either in high school. She, were was, they, were she they, was old enough to know. Were they going to graduate? She was old enough to know. <laughs> she was old enough to know better. Was she 18 years old? <laughs> We can neither confirm nor yeah. deny that she was of age. That's gross. That's gross. That she somehow, in all, it, throughout that whole thing, somewhere she was pregnant, hid it from everyone, had these twins, and were keeping them from Norman Osborn that we never saw. Where did she have the babies that nobody was going to tell her father? When was she pregnant? Did it all happen in Paris? Did they just stay there and have the kids? Uh, for nine or? months? You never and then see- she ran away from Paris and hid the children from him. But they were in Paris, and she. I didn't mean, that's have where the they money. went and had their little. To me, it just fits into thing, a gap but... that's not there, though, because like we never saw her pregnant through a yeah. nine-month pregnancy. It's just like it just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. And this was like right in the. the... Maybe Mephisto had something to do with it. <laughs> this is like oh. right at the tail end of the '90s, too. With Clone Saga bullshit and everything else going on, it's just like, oh man, Spider Man for a couple of years was just a 
I don't, I don't know how anybody could keep buying that book on a monthly basis. Anyways, <laughs> this one's dumb. It's stupid. Let's move on. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> um, okay. Again, I didn't have a problem with it. Jean Grey, not really <laughs> dead, but in stasis underwater. And the version of her that we thought was dead was like a carbon copy created by the Phoenix Force. No. I, well, and then and then you find out that that's not even Jean Grey. It's her, her clone, clone Madeline oh. Pryor. Yeah. I actually know. That was Jean Grey. Cyclops was married to a clone, a of, clone of Jean and that's Grey. the one they had Cable with, right? It, it gets they so had a baby who convoluted. goes to the future to become yeah. Cable. X Men gets crazy, yeah. But I <laughs> like this because X Factor. I loved X Men when it started out. I loved that whole aspect. They brought back the original X Men team, but of course they were wearing masks, hiding themselves, and they were hunting down mutants for the government. Mm-hmm. But they were secretly saving the mutants, so they were there. To take them into custody, but they were really taking them off to go train them to be new Mm X-Men. So I like that whole aspect. So, you know, they're like, well, we want the original team back, so they've got to bring Jean Grey back somehow. And I didn't really mind that. How many times has she died and came back? Too many. (laughs) Jean Grey. (laughs) Is that just her thing that she dies? That is. That that is is her thing. thing. She dies more than anybody and comes back. It's, It's kind of a, yeah. So she was like hidden underneath the ocean, yeah, in, in kind like of a, a coma, cocoon. yeah. That she was able to. And it was, was the Fantastic. Four so she was that never found him, I believe. So she was never the Phoenix. Then is that what it is? Well, the Phoenix was an entity that took her over, basically. So it, it, it but it wasn't go, her it, though. It goes right? to the parallax type thing. Okay. Um. No, what they killed, if I remember the story correctly, what they she. Before she was dead, they she had okay. So it was like right before the end. Yeah. Okay. So what they killed, you know, that was, was my question. It's like when does it become the copy and when does it stop? No. Okay. Um. Okay. Here's one that some people really like me and Kenny battle on this one. I hate this one. The, the whole Spider God. This is another JMS thing. Okay. The so. One of my favorite runs, and there's a lot of hate for for and, a lot and of the I, stuff. I like the Shazinski run. I just there's a couple things. Um. This one is born out of the success of the Tobey Maguire movies, where Peter Parker has organic webbing and some of the stuff they really wanted to make the comic kind of match the movie. So what they did was they had JMS kind of retcon this idea. Instead of him just being bitten by a radioactive spider and gaining these powers, he was chosen by a spider god to become a totem. And this whole web of life thing... For me, it just makes the whole thing too grand scale. I like hmm. the randomness of like like Peter Parker's just a guy. Like like that's the best thing about him is he's the everyman, right? He's just a guy. That's why he's anyone can relate to him because like I'm a guy, he's a guy. Like he's not this great chosen one. You know what I mean? Like I like him. Like he's just a kid from Queens trying to do a good thing. Yeah. Like this, it makes him too big for me. It, it I don't know. The scale is too large. I don't know. I like the whole Ezekiel character. That was his name, right? Ezekiel mm-hmm. was trying to come kick his ass and I think kill so. him. Um, I liked how they gave him the the stinger, mm-hmm. especially when he finds out he has it after he goes and concludes himself up, and, and then he has the organic evolves. webbing, just like the movie. But like, yeah, I think he's he's fighting someone or he's doing something, but the stinger comes out and like just stabs someone in the neck, and he's just like, "What the hell did I just cool. do?" But yeah, there were aspects I liked of it. I get, I get where you're coming from with mm-hmm. the whole. I mean, it's too. I mean, you've it's got... Just, it's too much for it, me. It, it, yeah. 
I just yeah, and that that's kind of what killed even like Spider Verse for me too much. Where it's like, oh, the web of life, we all have our part in this big thing and the totems and stuff. It's just like, oh, that's just too much for me. <laughs> I, I like, can see how it can be too much. I don't know for for myself. I feel like it's I, like I haven't read it obviously, mm-hmm. but it's kind of not here nor there for me. It's, it's interesting. It's for also sure. like when they throw in like with the Flash and Gorilla Grodd, and he's saying that the Flash was chosen by like a higher power and he was going to take away that power from him like that's why he became mm-hmm. the flash it wasn't like an accident or anything um i don't care for all that i don't know See, i don't, well, mind, I don't it. mind it depends straczynski wrote it well enough that it didn't bother me mm-hmm. and but what you're talking about it you're like yeah you know you're taking this small friendly well, neighborhood spider yeah to this this much grandiose thing mm-hmm. which again if it wasn't written as well as it was, it might be glaring to me, and it might be like, oh, that's a little much. Mm-hmm. But the way Straczynski wrote it, I didn't. It was done well enough yeah, for you that you I, could accept it. I didn't have it. a problem with it. Okay. So. Okay. Here's a book Kylie didn't read called Batman R.I.P. I didn't I, read this either. That Kylie hates. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't know if I read it all, but I read a nice chunk of it before I was like, fuck this. I can't do it. Batman R.I.P. is a book from Grant Morrison and Tony Daniel. This is where Batman dies? No. Um... <laughs> There's there's this organization. You think so with the title yeah. like that? <laughs> Before Grant Morrison killed him in Final Crisis, but then didn't really kill him because he was actually sent back in time. That's a whole other oh, thing. Yeah. Um, so in Batman R.I.P., there's this, like this organization called the Black Glove. I think uh, not I, the Court of Owls. No, it's I think it's been a minute since I read Batman. They're called the Black Glove. There's these they they know who Batman is and they want to break Batman because everybody always wants to break Batman. And even they right already now, did that. Even though right now, even Tom <laughs> King's right now is like we're gonna break Batman. Everybody wants to break Batman. You can't break Batman. Can it? Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to do like a, a Fleetwood Mac like the chain, but how about the Batman? Never break the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they like. <sighs> They, they they basically put Batman through hell. It's it's a it's that thing you've kind of seen before. But Grant Morrison to me does some interesting stuff here, where he kind of like incorporates all of the continuity, and basically say, okay, everything happened because Batman has changed so much as a character, probably more so than most characters have. Versus you know, it's like in the Golden Age, it was really like. Batman and Robin, it was really a lot of like, oh, and especially in the Silver Age stuff gets really goofy and you have stuff like Batmite that happens. But then in the 80s and 90s, everything went darker and Killing Joke happened and Bane broke his back and all these things. So like he basically, Grant Morrison says these were all just basically periods in Batman's life when he was younger and it was him and Robin, everything was fun. And then as he got older and the villains started becoming stronger and more serious and stuff stuff started to get darker and everything like he basically puts everything in one kind of not it's not really that fluid but it kind of works where it's like everything happened because after crisis there was a lot of stuff being like well, okay did this happen a lot of the silver age stuff yeah. just straight up didn't happen anymore and grant morrison is a continuity buff and he was like no it all happened um it's a retcon i like i like because to me, it goes back to that same kind of like Jeff Johns thing where it's like everything you've ever read, every Batman comic you've ever read is canon. Somehow it's going to it's it's all a big piece in this puzzle that we're going to make fit, even if you got to squish on it a little bit. So Batman R.I.P. happened. You know, maybe it's not the best books. I mean, I know that's one me and Roger argue about a lot, but I, I like, the, like it. Or oh, he, like he hates it. it. Oh, he said yeah, he said it was, he said he couldn't read superheroes for years after that book. Wow. <laughs> he said it turned him off of capes, but he doesn't like 
superheroes anyway. So, but Batman R.I.P. happened. Uh, Mary, talk about the new Fifty Two Flash. The rogues are no longer every man people that. Yeah, they don't have their gadgets. They have superpowers, and yes. it's dumb. Oh. It's dumb and i hate it and then captain cold is not like an older man he is the same age as his sister golden glider and i don't like that either and i just think that that's just their whole shtick is that they have they have their gadgets and the flash has his powers and they don't have powers because how because i just because they are so much weaker than the Flash, and they know it, and they all they have is their. That's gadgets. why they have to team up. Like that's, that's why, why it they takes have to team up. Then. Like the Flash can take them down, no problem. But you know, with their gadgets, it helps, and it causes like the Flash to have to think about how to get rid of their gadgets or do do you know how to mm. defeat them. But like with their powers, it's like now they're just they're more powerful. I don't like it. It's yeah. not. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. It made me. It made them too serious for me because yeah. I, really, I never really took the rogues that seriously as like super villain. They're more like small time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they that's kind of what makes time. them cool though. It's like the rogues never tried to take over the world. No, they just want to steal some shit. Yeah, they don't kill people. That's like their rule. They don't kill people. They just they're trying to get by. They're just trying to steal money most of the time. Yeah, to give them superpowers it, and make it them brings them. It brings them into that too too dangerous. Yeah, yeah it brings the them into that dangerous. element. Yeah. The only yeah. person they want to cause any harm to is the Flash. You know yep. what I mean? So it's like because they're, they're really getting in his way. Yeah. They're getting in. The, he's getting in their way. I'm trying to talk and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, Francis Manipul really want, thought that was a good idea. You could tell Jeff Johns hated that because like the first opportunity he got in Forever Evil, he took Captain Cold's powers away because he loves Captain Cold. He's like, okay, Captain Cold's powers are gone and he has his freeze gun back. Right. Done. <laughs> it's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> It's like, you know how long I spent fixing the Flash for you to come in here and fuck this yeah. up? Now, there's certain things that I like that they did with the Flash. That is not one of them. And I, that's really the only one that I just absolutely despise. And like not doing the Eobard Bond thing and doing the whole Daniel West yeah. re- reverse Flash. I don't really care for that either. Yeah. Um. No, I like that one. It's just a new, it's just a new Flash, uh, evil Flash. So I it, like that. It works, I guess. Yeah. So I have one more. I don't know if you had any other. I've got either. two that we haven't hit on yet. Okay. The last one I have is a Wonder Woman one. Oh, okay. My, my the last two I have are, are Marvel. Okay. One's Marvelish. Okay. Yes. So this is a pretty big one. Um, for almost all of her existence, Wonder Woman was a character that was molded by clay and brought to life by Zeus and the gods and stuff to be a secretary for the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> That didn't happen. <laughs> that was right. Even though that 100% happened. <laughs> you get to be on the team. You just don't actually get to go on the missions. You get to like run the desk. like Take the phone calls. Justice League Watchtower. Wonder Woman speaking. Oh, you'd like to leave a message for Superman? Okay, here's Batman's not in right now. Can I take a message? <laughs> I think with all Batman's uh, gadgets, they could have had an answering machine before people had answering machines. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> So, in the New 52, when Brian Azzarello took over Wonder Woman, they retcon her origin to be that she is actually a demigod. She's not this piece of clay that was brought to life by the god. She is actually... That's what she was told because they didn't want her to know that she is actually the offspring of Zeus and Hippolyta, which I I struggled with this one for a while because, like, for the longest time, I thought, I'm like, no, it kind of helps to, like... Her being this like feminine icon, like she didn't even need a man to exist. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
But like the idea of her being a demigod is really cool. And like I think the movie did it in a really cool way too. Like that one's grown on me over the years. I didn't care for it when I first saw it, but I'm like, oh, her actually being Zeus's daughter is kind of cool. Like because she's a god. Like like we we talk about like Superman's like a god among men, but he's really just an alien under a yellow sun. Like Wonder Woman's a goddess. Like she's a demigod. I think that's pretty badass. I don't know, Mary. I like both the origins. I I don't know. I can't say that I pick one over the other. I like that she's a demigod, but then I also like the she was made of clay and she didn't need no man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can go either way with Wonder Woman. That you know. was funny because when the movie was coming out, that was one of the first things I was wondering. I'm like, I wonder which version they're going to use. And then in the first trailer, they had that line for it's like, well, where's your dad? Like, I have no father. I was brought to life by Zeus. I'm like, oh, okay. They're going to use the... The original one. And then, like, the second trailer for the movie, they had, like, that thing with, from Hippolyta, like, she must never know what she is or whatever. I was like, oh, no, they're going to yeah, do it. They're yeah. going to go the full thing. <laughs> so, like, before I even saw the movie, I'm like, okay, I see. They're, they're going to pull the old rug out from yeah. underneath me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, see, that one, I think, is, it, they're both good. But I, I think I've kind of came the other way where I'm like, no, I actually think I kind of like her being Zeus's daughter. That's kind of kick-ass. I don't know. Because she's so, her Wonder Woman is so built on mythology so that the idea that like she's like part of that yeah. even more, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I even really still, badass. even if she was made of clay, that's still part of myth- mythology true. too. So she's not a goddess, though. Then well, she she's killed- still not a goddess. She's a demigod. That's true. Yeah, but then she killed Ares and she became the goddess of war for a little while. And that kind of sucked, but okay, <laughs> I didn't know about that. Yeah, that happened in the tail end of the New Fifty Two. She became a god of war for a minute. That's dumb. Yeah, it was kind of dumb, but. Anyways, Kylie, what are the last two that you um, Mine's kind of an incorporation slash a retcon. A Batman it's, Incorporated? <laughs> nah. It's uh, bringing Angela over from the Image Universe oh. into the Marvel Universe. And the way they retconned her into it was... It's Thor's sister, right? It's Thor's half-sister. It was Odin's firstborn. And there isn't really nine realms. There's ten realms. And the tenth realm is heaven. And that's where Angela is from. That's Angela that was trying to kill Spawn? Yeah. So, for anyone that doesn't know, Angela is a character that was introduced in Spawn. And these image guys, they hadn't really thought shit through that well. (laughs) Because they started... Some of that early stuff they have some issues with. They started started image on this whole idea that, like, everyone's going to own all their own shit. And then the books were selling like crazy. And there was a lot of creators that were so bitter towards the big two they wanted to come do shit for image like just out of spite almost yeah so todd mcfarland was like frank miller you come write an issue of spawn alan moore you come write an issue of spawn and so we had neil gaiman come and write issues for spawn and neil gaiman created these two characters called leostro and angela that ended up becoming pretty big characters in the spawn universe but then um later down the line neil gaiman was like well yeah but i own those characters right he's like well no but you created them in my book it's like, well, yeah, but it's all creator-owned. I created those characters. I mean, they're my characters, oh, yeah. right? So then Todd McFarlane had to keep paying Neil Gaiman every time he wanted to use Angela to the point where their relationship got so bad that Neil Gaiman didn't want him to use her at all anymore. So he created this character named Tiffany, who is basically just Angela with a different name. And they had a whole big legal dispute about it, but Neil Gaiman won the lawsuit because it was right there. It's all creator-owned. Everything you do in these books is your property, and he created the character of Angela and it's his character. And so just to be kind of a dickwad, Neil Gaiman 
took the character and sold her to Marvel. I didn't really want her that bad. It was yeah. more just like out of spite. <laughs> and so he sold Angela to Marvel, which they didn't really have anything to do with her. They didn't put her in the universe for like a year or two. Yeah, it was a the, while. Everyone it was, was like, like, so when's she coming? When is she coming? It's like, we don't know we where had to enough, put her. We had enough info. Like, I, we knew she was going to be Thor's sister when she came. So she was going to be Asgard. She'll be coming for Thor's sister when she comes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like um, they didn't know what to do with her, and they still haven't really done much with her. They brought her in, and... Uh, when she was palling around with the Guardians of the Galaxy, that was pretty awesome. Her yeah. and Gamora hit it off, and they went off and did their... And know, they had the As Guardians of the Galaxy book for a minute. Killing, that like, things the already sex got slavers and stuff, and it was pretty cool. That 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 is an interesting one. I'm, I've, that's another one I wouldn't have thought of, but that's, yeah. that, that's a fun one. Uh, and my the last one I have is one we actually discussed uh, the book in the store earlier today, um, Grant Morrison's new X Men. Oh okay, uh, Zorn. Oh no. So this I, I, I avoided this one when I was going through. I chose not to put this on this list because I was like, this one's so bad. It's it's bad. So the, I I had I was reading X Men when it was just one title back in the day. It was Uncanny X Men. Uh, and it was kind of a, I mean, it was a popular book, but it wasn't like huge. Um, and then it got really, it started hitting the nineties hit and it was when it, Jim it, Lee came on. Yeah. And they just started throwing X in front of every title. Everyone's a X book this, X book yeah. that. Um, and it got to the point where I read it for years. I got like every X book ever. And to the point where it's like, okay, I'm I'm done. Do you do all just, that onslaught shit oh, and yeah. Age of Apocalypse yeah. and all those fucking? It got to the point where I was just burned out. I'm mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm I'm done. I can't I can't do this anymore. Done with X Men. Didn't just stopped reading X Men. Cold Turkey. Uh, a few years later, I'm going to my local comic shop and talking to my buddy who works there, and he's telling me about this. Uh, the new X-Men and Grant Morrison's writing it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about X-Men. And this is back. The movie had come out. The first movie had come out. So they'd mm-hmm. changed their costumes. They're all in black leather in the comic book now yep. to, you know, kind of Frank quietly had drew quite yeah, a bit of Frank, it too, which Frank was awesome. Quietly. Um, but he was kind of explaining what was going on with it. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll go back and, and pick these up and start <sighs> reading them. So and it was great. It's what got me back into the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And the way, and there was a character named Zorn, who uh, he wore he wore a metal mask, and it's because he had like 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 a sun underneath there, so he couldn't remove his mask because it would just obliterate everything. Uh, so he had like the power of a sun under under his mask. Oh no! Okay. Um, and at the end of the of Grant Morrison's story arc, it's revealed that. <laughs> Zorn was not Zorn. It was Magneto. He he pulls his mask off, does the big reveal. Ah, you know, because he's 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 kind of he's fucked with things to this point where shits hit the fan. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. Zorn reveals himself to be Magneto, which I, again I have no problem with this. It was an inside job kind of thing. Like yeah. he was like he was like disassembling the X Men from the inside. Exactly. Um, what was Incognito. great about it is like Wolverine doesn't hesitate. He's right there. He pops his claws and just decapitates him right there and i was like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen like there was no we're gonna talk about this no yeah. wolverine's just like done i'm done with you it kills him this is great that is and, what you uh, do and then but you know what? the book ended was it so i've thought that was a great run 
Great one. It was the retcon they do after the fact that kind of takes away from the Grant Morrison story, although I still love it. Mm-hmm. But it's the retcon they do afterwards where you find out that no, Zorn was actually Zorn, but there was a <laughs> sentient bacterium in him called Sublime. Oh, God. That was impersonating Magneto. So it wasn't really Magneto. It, Zorn was a real thing, but he was possessed by this bacteria. So he killed and he was Zorn? impersonating Magneto, so Wolverine didn't really kill Magneto. He, he killed, killed Zorn. Zorn. He, he killed Zorn. Who wrote that shit? It, well, I, don't, I can't even remember who wrote that one. So that was don't before, understand. that was pre-Weedon, right? That was oh, a- yeah, that was, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like when, when Magne- Magneto has no idea that this even happened, so when Magneto finally does pop back they just up, they really like, wanted to bring Magneto back. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Okay. You know, they did they this. Stand the idea Marvel was dead. fine with it, but after the fact, they were like, wait... We, we can't kill Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a big thing. It's the same reason why everyone's like, how come Batman hasn't just ended the Joker already? It's like, because the Joker makes too much money. Yeah. Like, that's why. It's like, you can't kill the Joker yep. because he's it's too profitable of a true. character. Now they have four. But you when you ki- see yeah. something like that, especially, you know, I wasn't, I, know. I wasn't a kid at that point. But when a story ends that way where they, you know, they take the big villain after all these years and mm-hmm. just kill him off. I'm like, damn, that was amazing. It's really ballsy to do, but then yeah. to just take it back. And how, how long did he, how long was he even dead for? Not that long. Mm. This is a Grant Morrison thing to do too. Like, yeah. And aha, it was Magneto all along. <laughs> and, oh. That's like going back to Spider-Man. Like I'd loved the fact that the whole superior Spider-Man aspect where, they had uh, Doc Ock and he had switched bodies and Peter had died and Doc mm-hmm. Ock was in Peter's body. And that, again, that goes back to the unmasking mm-hmm. of, uh, during Civil War where I'm like, oh, my God, you have so much you can do with this now. Yeah. But then this you is don't great. do with it. And no, it's it's the they say it's the fans, whether that's true or not. It wouldn't surprise me. Comic mm-hmm. nerds can be a grumpy people. But putting it lightly. Yeah. But like. I embrace this stuff because, again, I've been reading it since I was a kid. I'm sick of the same shit over and over again. So you when they do, throw you for when they do something that drastic, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, give me a few years of this. I want something yeah. like this for a while. Yeah. And apparently, Superior was supposed to go a little longer, but I guess they had enough complaints that nope, we need to bring Peter back. Like, mm-hmm. and I knew, I knew going into it that Peter's going to come back. There's going to be another Spider-Man movie. They're going to have to bring. Peter back in Which is some what way. it was. Yeah. Once Amazing Spider-Man 2 was coming out, they said, okay, we got to put the pieces back in the... So I knew I had a little bit of time with this, now. but it's like when you when when stuff like this happens, and and I believe it's happened with when they killed uh, Batman off. Mm-hmm. He was intended to be gone a lot longer than he was supposed to, but the fan outcry was so much. They're which like, is, oh, we need to bring him back which sooner. Which is a bummer, because I mean, I know you don't care for the Grant Morrison Batman run, but dude, I love that. So, when, I like when, Dick Grayson as Batman. When Dick, dude, when Dick Grayson was Batman and Damien was Robert, dude, I, that was so much fun for me. I don't know why. Like, oh, I loved that series so much. It was it was just so different to like to flip that whole thing on its head of it's like, you know, before like Robin is the one that's cracking the jokes and stuff and Batman's the, you know, stay on target, whatever to, to flip that so much where yeah. like Damien's the hard ass and Dick Grayson is Batman. He's kind of like, hey, we're having fun out here. We're doing this. I, oh, it was so fresh. It was so new. I loved it. So good. But yeah, Superior was fun. I remember reading spider-man 700 when it came out i was like they're gonna you know they're gonna find a way to fix this before because like they had switched bodies at that point but doc ock's body hadn't died yeah and i was like oh they're gonna find a way to fix this thing and then doc ock's body dies like oh what now shit 
what the fuck's gonna happen? Yeah. That was like before I was like reading like solicitations, so I hadn't seen like oh, oh Superior Spider Man was gonna start. I was just like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Good God, man! Well, that's like <sighs> back when they killed Superman off. Um, you know it's comic mm. books, so they figure, oh, there's gonna be, there's you know, he's, there's gonna be Superman, and yeah. they literally just went, no, there's no. Yep. There's no Superman title. He's dead. They you kept know, him out of the book for a minute. To kind of throw people off. Mm-hmm. It's Other stuff's going on here and there. but yeah, They, did all, like, they oh. did all the funeral stuff, and then they started bringing in Eradicator and all that other shit. That was before it was played out, so people kind of exactly. bought it still back then. Yep. The whole idea they of, could, like... They could pull that crap. Death still meant something. Like, that was the book that made death mean nothing. Death of Superman was what ruined death in comic books okay. forever. But back then, people were like, oh, they actually killed Superman. They did, like, now... Somebody dies every week. Like, yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. Well, I, I was talking to Kenny the other day, and we were talking about the death of Deadpool. Mm. And they built mm-hmm. that up. They built it up so much. And when that big issue came out, and it was like a $8 issue, the final issue of Deadpool, this is where he dies. And Kenny loved it. He, and, and I get it, because it's very Deadpool, the way they did things. He did die. The whole fucking universe died. It was the incursion. Mm-hmm. And that's how Deadpool died. Oh, like okay. the very end, he looks up and the white thing hits. And mm-hmm. Like, okay, he's dead. I'm like, well, yeah, but everybody's dead. Yeah, so what? It's kind of a cop out. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <sighs> well, that's our list, guys. I'm sure there's probably some. Some Rollers. notable ones that we missed. We could definitely Tweet at do. Us. Yeah, we could yeah. do. If this is something that you want to see more of, let us know and let us know some of the ones that you we could do we a missed. whole one on Wolverine. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's an episode by itself. You, I mean, just X Men as a whole. I feel yeah. like their their continuity's been shuffled. We'd have to get so McCord on much. for that one. Oh god. Yeah, just, just to try to make sense of some of it because that's like that's above my pay grade. Like, oh man. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Is there some of these that we said we didn't like that you thought were good or vice versa? Let us know some of your opinions on that. And that being said, let's move into some weekly picks. Mary? Yes. Give us a weekly pick. Ice Cream Man. <laughs> that was last week. Well, I read Stay. it this week. That's fine. <laughs> Did we do picks last week? No, we didn't. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I, It's Ice Cream Man. It's so good. It's always Ice Cream Man. It's always Ice Cream Man <laughs> when Ice Cream Man comes out and I read it. <laughs> And it was so it was really good. Tyler read it. Um, You get more of the history of the ice cream man and Caleb. You learn that they are related. I won't say how, but they're related. It's not really that big, but uh, and yeah, you just get lots of horror, lots of bloody bloodiness. (laughs) And you find out that it it was Magneto. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The whole time. (laughs) The whole time. Oh, everything you thought you knew. Yeah, it was really, it was really great. I had a big old page that where I was just like, oh god. So, that's my pick. Kylie, I got two. I got a Netflix show called Russian Doll. I've seen that. Only two issues or two issues, two episodes in. (laughs) I think, and they're only thirty minute episodes, and I think there's only eight, but it's awesome so far. Groundhog Day kind of premise. Okay. okay. Same um, shit over and over again. Yeah, but it's it's it has its. I was there was moments I was laughing out loud, uh, and my pick, which came out a few weeks ago, is a uh, the DC comic book Naomi. David F. Um, Walker and Bendis. Yeah, I decided to give it a shot, uh, even though I I've quit getting getting single issues. Um, I picked up picked up Young Justice and was kind of disappointed in that, but I decided to pick this up because you know give Bendis another chance. 
and I was pleasantly surprised with it to the point where I I can't wait for issue two. I kind of want to see where this goes. Uh, I'm not going to spoil much of it because mm-hmm. I want Tyler to read it, see what he thinks about it. But uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Awesome. Yeah, I've I've only heard. I've, I know it's something like along along the lines of like a girl is there witnessing Superman do something. I don't know. I've I've seen Superman does play it. a big role. He doesn't. He's not in the book like a lot. He there's he's in there a couple panels, but mm-hmm. I mean he plays a big part of the story. Somebody, uh, one of the comic like critics that I follow said like you could tell this is a book that Bendis probably wanted to do for a long time and was probably going to do it as an indie series but you could tell he probably would have wanted to use Superman and he's just happy now that he's at DC so he could do it and use Superman as the character as like the catalyst for it I could I could very much see this being like an image book or Mm -hmm. or something like that Hmm. it's like oh we can actually just do it actually use Superman we don't got to create a Superman allegory character um Daredevil is for Tyler yes Daredevil oh, number I one totally, from Chips Darcy. This book, guys, is so freaking good. Yeah. I was looking huh. forward to this. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. Dude, it, it paid off for me. Did it, you read the, uh, what was the thing they just finished up? No, the Man, man Without, Without Fear? Fear? No. No? Because okay. Zdarsky didn't do that, and I had a feeling. But it did it lead into it? Did it have anything I, to do with anything? I don't think or? it was. It, if it's relevant at all, I don't. Okay. I didn't miss anything. All right. So, so and, you, can, and that's, you can pick up this number one and be good. That, that's what, yeah, that's, it's an awesome jumping. If you've read Daredevil for 30 years and love the character, I think you're going to love this book. If you've never read Daredevil in your life, you're like, you're going to love this book. Like, okay. It's, it's one of those perfect mediums where it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't like take the time to tell you everything. So if you're already a Daredevil fan, you don't feel like you're just wasting time. Going, oh, I know all this. Yeah. I've, I've heard it But before. it's also like, it's such an entry point to anybody where it's like you can get it you can get it really quickly there's a little page at the beginning that kind of tells you like this is who he is this is where we're at okay now let's go and it's really really well done chips adarsky man is it funny is there funny moments th- there, there's a cut co- like there's a couple like it's not really funny, funny it's daredevil? just it's just well zadarsky i mean yeah. come on it's, i wouldn't really call it funny but it's witty you know what i mean okay. it's smart like he's he's so clever i guess like there's a couple of parts where it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. Not really funny, but it's just like, you like, I get it, I respect that. Okay. Daredevil number one, I'm on board. I'm I'm so on board for this. I, I had a feeling I would be, but it definitely set up. And th- there's a couple of things in here, like, all right, cool. This is and Daredevil is one of those characters that like never gets any respect, even though he has like amazing run after amazing run. You know what I mean? Like, there's not really dud runs. In Daredevil, like there hasn't been for like the last like two decades, but he never seems to get like he's never the top of everybody's pool list like a Batman would be. But you could argue yeah. like there's Batman runs that you could probably skip, you know. But it's like every Daredevil run leads like right into the next. It's like oh, from freaking Bendis to Brubaker, then Mark Wade comes in, then Charles Soule did like six years now, and we get Zdarsky. It's like. Man, everybody just knocks Daredevil out of the park, but nobody talks about yeah. that. It's like the qu- most quiet. I, I remember successful when book. Wade came on; uh, it was getting a lot of good reviews, and people were loving it. And then, I like the Wade. I, I want to say they rebooted it numbering wise. Wade was still on yeah. it, and I started hearing kind of oh, it, it got weird, and he's doing weird stuff with the character. Oh, really? Uh, Wade's run again, is never, different because they like it, so. they lightened it up. Like Wade's run was like. Bendis and Brubaker had fucked up Matt Murdock's life so much where Wade was kind of like, okay, we need to like kind of sprinkle some happiness him, back in let's here. Let's give him a, a so like sunshine. Wade's run is a little bit different, but it's still really good. The Bendis run to me is the best one. I, 
I love Bendis' Daredevil. That's, that was great. But yeah, pick up Chip Zdarsky's first issue of Daredevil. It's it's really, really good. I'd, I'd have a hard time uh, finding anything negative to say about it, really. It's just, it's solid. I'd consider it like a must read. It's Left you wanting a number really two good. right after. Oh, for sure. Okay, that's for always good. Sure. That's good. And I say it's just so hard to find issues that it's like, oh man, anybody could read this and probably be like, I'm, I'm good to go. Let's go. So. Especially like you were saying, a character that's been around that long that, mm-hmm. that anybody could jump in on this. That sound that's 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 always good. Oh yeah. So time flies as fast as editors change continuities, <laughs> and this <laughs> podcast is about over. But uh, we're gonna be back next week. We're gonna do it. Was it that bad? But I'm not sure what movie we're doing yet. We're still have to have some kind of discussion about oh, that. Yeah. But uh, we will have a podcast for you guys next week, along with Kylie, who of course is on the Nerd Dome podcast. Make sure you're checking that out. The other podcast he's on, he's going to be with us here from uh, the future going forward, which is a lot of fun. Make sure yeah. you guys are following us on social media. Fortress of Comicude podcast everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Thank you guys so much for checking us out and downloading us this week. And until next time, my name is Tyler. And I'm Mary. And I'm Kylie. And uh, so long, guys. Bye.